We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Welcome, friends. It's Steve with Sense of Fidelium coming at you on the 6th of March. It's Friday of the first week of Lent. And I was thinking about this last week because I was at Mass and Father is giving out these nails that everyone's supposed to take and just basically put on your desk as a reminder of uh, that we, you know, crucified Christ. Uh, and in the same way, I started thinking of, uh, you know, the passion of Christ. When Mel puts his hand on the nail uh, during the crucifixion scene to signify that it's us himself, that it is, you know, he's part of the problem. And during this, the whole podcast we've been doing of uh, the extreme ownership, I started thinking, but this is a perfect example of taking ownership of our sin, of really everything. We crucify Christ. And you hear that all the time. We crucify Christ. Our sins crucify Christ. But do we actually believe it or think of it more? We say it, but what are there was just words. You know what I mean? Do we? Because you hear about everyone complaining about all the problems of the church. And today's reading is, in the, if you go to the traditional right, is from Ezekiel the prophet in chapter 18. Go read that. I have it up on the website on Garanger. Garanger has it right in, in, on there. So, or you could just look it up on IMAS if you have the IMAS app or IPADA. We'll have the reading for the day, the lesson for today. Read that. He's just just commentary on it. He's because I just heard a sermon on it was perfect on this topic, and he was Ezekiel is calling out the basically complainers. He's calling out their, quote-unquote, bad attitude because they're upset that this, quote, unjust thing is happening to them. Well, what did we do to deserve this? Kind of. And, you know, he talks about, you know, our, your fathers were in the desert for 40 years, and y'all going to just sit out here and complain about something. It's like with us. What do we, what, yeah, we had, we're complaining about the problems in the church. Think about the problems back in the day, you know. 100 years of the Arian crisis after the council fixed it. Like I said, if you read the book, The Church in Crisis by Philip Hughes, that's the name of the book. And that was made, that was put up together, that was published long before Vatican, Second Vatican Council was around. And you think about it, I mean, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. When you think the uh, 
syllabus of theirs was just, you know, Pius and I were just sitting around going, you know what, I'm going to write some things down that might happen. No, that was happening right then. And then you have the, you know, another syllabus of theirs that Pius attempted, and, you know, the oath of modern against modernism. There were problems long before then. And we're going to sit back and complain, especially those who are, you know, just, you know, teenagers, 20 years old, 30 years old, or just found the, found the church or found, you know, traditional ways that complain for 5, 10, 15 years or something like this, or just anything, anything gets to them, and they're complaining about this or that. What kind of attitude do you have? Do you take ownership? Hey, it's because of me. It's just like the, the Israelites the people after after Moses got the commandments, they weren't li they weren't doing them. They weren't listening to them. How are we? Are we that pure? If we do think that, or, or are we neo Donatists thinking that we are the pure blood, the pure bread? Everyone else is the impure guys. We are the ones that are so good and heavenly and holy. I hope you don't think that. I'm pretty sure nobody I know talks like that. But how many of them are just complaining all the time? And if you ever call them out on it, what do they do? They get mad. They get angry. Oh, you're attacking me. As Father says, grow up. Those are the immature ones. Always complaining. Always acting like they're crying about something. We're talking about you're in the church militant. <laughs> that, and we try to talk like that? Cowboy up. Put the helmet. There's an old Marine thing, old Marine line. It's, uh, life sucks. Grab a helmet. What are you doing about it? What are you doing? Complaining? Or doing something about it, becoming a saint. What's going to fix the problems? You being a saint. What's well, not going to fix anything? You tweeting about the problems, 15 times a day, 20. Who's online? Who has time to do that all day long? If you have time to be on social media that much, just say 15 tweets or anything like that. Yes, I do post the tweet, the the links on there. I usually do it or in the morning when in between I'm getting changed so I can get some things out. Then I'll do it later. Uh, especially when I'm uh, turning the laptop on, and I might not. I, I, if you notice, I might forget to post another thing for hours. And I told my wife yesterday, I, said, I forgot to post the Garen J up. It was like five o'clock by the time I did it, and last time I did anything was nine o'clock that morning. If you're on social media that much, get off. Go do something. Be at adoration more than you're on Facebook. Be at adoration more than you're on Twitter. Go to mass. Stop complaining about what mass is this. Go to Mass, receive fervent communions. Or continue to complain and nothing's going to be done. Do not, if you want to take extreme ownership, blame yourself. Look in the mirror. I, I'm the one, I'm the problem, as GK said. What is wrong with the church? I am. If you want to see the immature ones, it's going to be the ones going to be blaming everybody else but themselves. And if you ever call them out on that, say, what are you doing? What are you doing to becoming the saint? What are you doing to fix things? They get mad. Those are the immature ones. Those ones are not going to do a darn thing for the church. And those are the ones that the problem is going to continue to persist and get worse with. You want the traditional ways to continue to want to grow? We, we flourish. We really flourish. It's, it's growing, but it, you want to see it flourish? Get on your knees. Pray more. Complain less. Take ownership of the problems. Look in the mirror saying, it's my fault. I need to be better. Every morning. As we talked about Garcia Moreno a couple of times. It's on his list of the things he did. He'd get up in every morning and say, well, hold on, let me pick it up and read. Here's his number four. I will say to myself continually, I am worse than a demon and, I deserve, and deserve that hell should be my dwelling place. 
When I am tempted, I will add, what shall I think of this in my hour of my last agony? So how many people talk about other people being demons? They never talk about themselves being that way. They talk about other people being terrible priests, terrible bishops, terrible this, terrible that. They never talk about themselves that way. We've got to change our attitudes. Take ownership that you are the problem. And I'm looking at the mirror right now. I'm looking at myself. I am the problem. But what are you going to do about it? Figure out the problem. Figure out what you're going to do about it. And then execute it. So you're the problem. Now what are you going to do about it? You're going to read the Bible more? Go to Mass more? Pray better? Pray more? Read the Church Fathers? Read Read Church History? Pray for the Pope? Pray and offer sacrifice and penance for bad bishops. I posted a link uh, about Blessed uh, Noel Pignon, who I'm hoping to get a podcast on soon. He's got a prayer on uh, to pray for uh, priests that are in uh, being persecuted. And I also got found a, a uh, posted a thing about praying for bad priests. Are you praying? Are you praying for bad priests daily? If not, why not? If we're going to complain about them daily, why not pray for them daily? Why not say thank you to all the priests, especially those that are offering traditional mass, especially if you're at a place like a church that does both and you're wanting that to grow? How many people go after mass and say, you know, I'll always ask the priest after you just got done with, you know, the whole day of masses for them? And, or even, you know, in some cases, a two hour, you know, high, solemn high mass or high mass on a hot day. How many go up to them and say thank you afterwards? Not asking for anything else, anything for them. Don't think about yourself. Think about, say thank you. Smile at them, say thank you. How many has ever done that? Or invite them over for dinner or bring them food or something like that. Good bottle of whiskey or wine, whatever they like. Stop asking what they can do for you and start doing something for them. Uh, the one priest I'm, I'm trying to get for this podcast on Blessed Pignot, when uh we texted each other about it. He, he gave me his number on WhatsApp. And uh, I wrote father. And he wrote back son. I'm like, you know, that's actually a really good response. How many of us think about the priest being truly father and us being their sons, daughters? And he just wrote back, just, you know, son. He didn't think anything of it. And I just, I stood, it just caught me for a second going, man, I hope he doesn't think that I took offense to that. That's actually a great response back from a priest i thought i'm ten in i'm the son we're not supposed to tell them what to do we're not supposed to tell our dads what to do how many how many of you when you were a kid told your dad what to do could have been a bum could have been a drunk still your father still your dad how many of you if your father's right now would take your kid telling you what to do you'd backslap them as quickly as you can think of. You ain't going to take that, but we do that to our fathers. Think about that. Uh, come, you know you're not, that's not going to fly well. But, you know, they're modern. You know, most people I talk to don't even know what modernism is. As Father R said in one of his podcasts, pretty much everybody has a little bit of modernism in them. They don't want to admit it. Yeah, again, you're not going to take, no one's going to take extreme ownership on that one. We don't like admitting, having humility, that we have a problem, that we need to improve. And if we don't have humility to say that we need to improve, that we need to do this, we will not grow. And that's in the business field, that's in 
spirituality, that's in every walk of life. If we think we know everything and not that we don't need to improve anything, we will not get better. But most of the people that do that will have no problem condemning somebody to the seventh realm of hell because they don't like the way whatever. They just don't like it. You know, it doesn't appease their way of whatever. Insert X on the line. So this is a short podcast. I just thought about it like we're going back with the nails. You know, take ownership. We, it, Christ died for our sins. If it was just us, it was just me. If it was just you, he died for just you because of that. Because of your, he knew about your sins. He died for that. Just that one person, you, look in the mirror and say, he died for me because of me. That's taking ownership of the situation. And bring that out to another level. Why is the church in a bad shape? The church is in a bad shape because of me. And live it. Think it. Not just say it. Now, what am I going to do about it? Your choices are to complain, to be upset, to have a bad attitude, or become a saint. Actions speak louder than words. If it's not to be a saint, you're just adding to the problem. May God love you and the Virgin protect us.